Hello and good day, eh? Welcome to the Super Good Camping Podcast. My name is Pamela. And I'm Tim. And we are from supergoodcamping.com. We are here because we are on a mission to inspire other families to enjoy camping adventures such as we have with our kids. We are freshly back from our trip to Pog Lake at Algonquin Park. So we wanted to talk a little bit about our car camping experience there. Yeah. So it's the first time to, I think it's Pog Lake and Kearney, but uh, it was our first first trip to to that part of the park. Very cool. We stayed in uh, we stayed in on site number four sixty six in Campground C, right beside a, a a dam, so a bridge over uh, the waterway beside us, like a, a small small river to uh, to a biking path. We're at the at a dead end, although a great number of people didn't grasp the concept of no exit <laughs> on the sign. There was a lot of cars that drove down and oh. I guess I can't go here. So then backed up again. <laughs> yeah, it was, uh, it was, it was a sad statement about some, some people, but it was a great deal of entertainment. Um, it's like, Oh, look, here comes another one. <laughs> <laughs> this is the 20th one today. Uh, anyhow. Uh, yeah, it was a, it was a wonderful little park. Uh, we had big, big site, a uh, decent amount of privacy and there was nobody behind us. Nobody, there was, we only had somebody on one side of us and I guess suppose across the road, although we only heard them the first day, second day, maybe we had great weather, uh, poured absolutely torrential downpour on the way up on, uh, on the Monday. So we stopped in Huntsville for a very leisurely lunch to, uh, <laughs> to try to ride out. We were w- watching our, our weather apps to see when it was going to taper off a little bit. And uh, we showed up at Pog Lake, absolutely perfect timing. Yeah, it started to lighten up. And so we got to set up in kind of light sprinkling, but it wasn't, it wasn't raining. Like yeah, I wouldn't even, I wouldn't even call it uh, uh drizzle. It was, yeah. I mean, I, I'm sure I'm soaked by the end of it, but it was okay. It was not, uh, it was not what we were driving up and you couldn't see anything, man. It was brutal. Tuesday dawned eh, that was cool and damp on cool Tuesday. And damp, yeah. So I went for a bike ride on the bike trail Tuesday morning early. I actually woke up super early, like six o'clock in the morning. And I had the whole park to myself for like two hours. It was wonderful. It was so quiet and serene. And I went for a bike ride. Then I went for a walk to the beach all by myself. Um, and, but it was really great. And, but then the rest of the day was pretty cool and damp and overcast. And we just chilled by the fire for most. Yeah. We actually started a fire about, uh, I don't know, lunch ish, like two, two in the afternoon, maybe something like that. Uh, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday were, were absolutely gorgeous days. Uh, so weather-wise we certainly won the lottery there and, uh, and we went out and did some stuff in the park. We did. We went, uh, over to the logging museum, which is really cool. It's a, a building, but most of the museum is actually outside. So you walk on a trail to all of the exhibits, uh, and the exhibits, you just walk you through the history of logging in Algonquin together with some really cool, like information that, you know, neither of us knew, like that the fact that about half of the able-bodied men in Ontario would go up to the logging camp for the winter and spend the winter there helping to log the trees yeah that was pretty wild what a brutal lifestyle it's a holy macro that you know you essentially wash your hands and your face and and nothing else for seven months and be in a cabin like stuck with no windows in the cabin and 50 other guys uh, yeah. yeah nasty nasty <laughs> <laughs> let's, not, let's not talk about that. <laughs> it, it's good to live in a modern society. Yes. Yeah, we did that one. We did, we went to the visitor center as well. 
which is pretty cool. Pretty a lot of interactive, you know, push a button and, and you get to, you get told the story and great displays. Like the ROM, if you've been to the ROM, except it was you know a smaller scale, but all about the Algonquin Park and the wildlife and it was cool. Yeah, and then we uh, we learned about brain worms. Oh. <laughs> Yeah, brainworms and and winter ticks, uh, which is also not having a great is is having a, a pretty brutal impact on the uh, on the moose population of the park. Which is kind of you know that's one of the iconic things about Algonquin Park. Except they were at an all time high of about four thousand forty forty four hundred something right. like that, and they're down about uh, fifteen hundred now. So that's poopy. That's sad. What else did we do? Oh, the Beaver uh, Beaver Pond Trail. That's it. Uh, we went for a guided hike. Uh, the park rangers are always really wonderful, uh, the naturalists. And so they led us on a hike around. It's a two kilometer trail. They led us for one kilometer of it, just through the beaver, where the beaver has built a dam uh, and where they're inhabiting that area. It's kind of cool to see the actual structure that they've built. And some of, we learned some of the cool information too, like the fact that beavers instinctively will build a dam where they hear the sound of rushing water. So someone put a speaker with the sound of rushing water and sure, lo and behold, beavers came along and built a dam around the speaker. So anyway, it was kind of cool to learn little factoids like that. There was also the fact that beavers have orange teeth in Algonquin Park, that uh, mineral content of the water is fairly high in iron and that the water lilies pick up the iron from the water and then the beavers eat their water lilies, which concentrates some of the some of the iron in the beavers, which ends up in their teeth. Yeah, the water lilies are their, their favorite food, apparently. Or and so, so, moose so. really quite like them too. Not beavers. Maybe, maybe humans should eat water, water lilies. lilies. <laughs> Wolves like beavers though. Uh, a third, a third of their thirty percent of their of a wolf's diet uh, in Algonquin is beavers. That's pretty wild. We saw evidence. We saw scat of uh, of a wolf while we were there. With uh, quite a bit of fur. Quite a bit of fur, <laughs> and, and pretty fresh too. So that was interesting. Pamela was uh, fairly disappointed that she saw literally no wildlife. She saw a frog and a couple of grouse and and a chipmunk, a very persistent <laughs> chipmunk. And there's uh, a regular visitor. And a squirrel. And a red-tailed squirrel, yeah. Uh, and the squirrel actually would run up, run up my leg and then run up my back. <laughs> it was after whatever it was. I was. I think I was drinking some hot chocolate at the time, and he, he thought that sounded... That sounded like a good yummy. thing to share. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Pamela explored the campground more than I did. There was a beach, small beach. Yep. So the swimming was really good because Pog Lake is a relatively small lake, so the water temperature was really nice. It wasn't wasn't cold. It was one of those ones that you need to adjust to it first when you first get in, but it wasn't wasn't like really super cold. And uh, the beach was nice. It was small. There wasn't um, when I was there wasn't a ton of people at the beach, but and so it was easy enough to find some space. And and it is a smallish beach. Uh, but anyway, it was it was really nice for swimming. Just thinking about the the number of people, there was a surprising number of empty sites. And now, admittedly, we're you know we're there through the week, not on the weekend. But I looked to see if we could extend our stay at either end, either go up early or, or stay later, just just for fun, just to take a look at it. And it was a sea of red. We could we could have booked, I think. So we went Monday to Friday. And we could have booked for the Sunday beforehand. We could have booked the site uh, across the road from us. I'm guessing 465. No, I want to say 461. I'm not positive. Uh, and that was it. There was nothing else in, certainly in that campground, in, in Campground C. Uh, There's nothing else available, but 
there was a whack empty sites. So I'm not sure what that means. I don't know if they were saving them or people booked them and then, you know, did their trip, did that they were playing the, the, the game, you know, book five months plus the 23 days, or I don't, I don't know what that was all about. It was, it was kind of strange made for a nice quiet park though, other than, you know, maybe a RV running a generator to recharge his batteries starting at like, you know, noon and going until eight o'clock at night, uh, outside, not that that was an issue for me, right? <laughs> Everybody gets to get out and get get some time out there. There was no uh, there was no goose this time, which was nice. There was a fellow that was playing guitar. That was a nice listen to as well. Yeah. It was it was good. It was nice. It's a nice campground. Busy was not would would not be a word I would use. So that no. was that was wonderful. We were super missing our kids. It was just the two of us. We were like empty nesters for so the week. Weird. It was very strange. Every time that family biked by, because a lot of them did bike by on their way to the bike trail, we'd hear the little voices the, and the main house voices. Yeah, and then be like, oh, we have no kids with us. It's like the first time in, in twenty years. Yes. Yeah, that's crazy. Man. Yeah. Let's see, vault toilet were vault toilets they were just fine comfort station was good and clean didn't again because of the empty sites i assume but it wasn't uh, wasn't crazy busy there was no lineup i went up and walked right into an empty shower um no problem at all yeah no problem brush teeth they had a warm there was they don't always so i don't i can't speak for the ladies side but on the men's side you know for sake of argument there's three sinks they aren't they're often just cold water just whatever you know, it's running through the through the pipes in the ground. This one, sometimes they do, but this this was a nice one where they had one that was a, a timed. You push a button and it would run for X amount of seconds, uh, but it was warm water. So I even shaved halfway through the week, which is relatively unheard of. I usually can't be bothered, but yeah. Well, our site was right on the Madawaska River. So that's where the dam that Tim mentioned was going over the Madawaska River. So a couple of people nearby us took their canoe down and launched their canoe into the Madawaska and went off for a bit of a paddle one day that we were there too, which would be an awesome idea. Yep. Uh, so we were right next to the Madawaska river and then you could walk to the kind of far end of from where we were to get to the beach on Pog Lake. So there was a lake on one side and there was Madawaska river on the other. It was pretty Nice. Yeah. Uh, and as far as other amenities, uh, you, we didn't have to check in at the front office. So we just had to carry the our reservation with us. So I don't think we noticed the lack of like a store or anything like that. You could buy wood, but I think that was pretty much it. Like I didn't see anything up there. There was a park store at the at the gates at, at right. the East Gate. It was teeny. Like there was hardly anything. They didn't even have fire starters there. There is a Lake of Two Rivers store, which is sort of about midway through the park also, right off Highway 60. And we didn't go in. It was pretty busy looking when we did drive by on our way home on Friday. We did manage to go into three outfitters on the trip. <laughs> I don't have issues. We had to hit the malls. <laughs> we, hit, uh, we hit Algonquin Outfitters. What road is that on now? Hmm. It's off Highway 62. It's on Highway 60. It's closer to the West Gate. Uh, anyhow, it's a fantastic place. Check out my Google review. It was awesome. We picked up, I picked up a new Kevin Callan book. I don't even know what the heck else I came out of there with. Some paracord. Some tape. Oh, tenacious tape, which was great. So I didn't, I couldn't, I knew, knew it was a tape. I couldn't come up with the, the tenacious part. I went and looked around. I found some patching kits. I found some odds and sods of tape. I couldn't find the tenacious tape. And I went down, back down to the front, uh, asked one of the young ladies. And, and even with 
she went through everything in order to find it because I didn't have anything to offer to her other than it's tape. It's for repairing like tents and canoes and stuff like that. And, uh, and she found it. So I was like, yay, that's great. That's the stuff that I wanted. What else do we go? Oh, we did Opiango Outfitters in, in just outside of Whitney, I guess. And by outside, I mean like a minute outside of Whitney, which is just beyond the East Gate. It was okay. Yeah. Mostly, mostly clothes and merchandise sort of stuff. Wasn't, uh, there was some outfitting gear, but not, not a ton. I, I will say just, just for aesthetics, all the, all the canoes, the rental canoes, uh, which I think are all swift canoes at, at uh, Algonquin Outfitters are all relatively spanky new. I mean, I doubt they've, I doubt any of them have more than a year on them. I would say max two, but they're all shiny and stuff. The, and I mean, I'm not, I don't think it affects the seaworthiness of it, but Opiongo ones were, were beater looking things. They were, they were scratched all up and they were definitely used. Although I suppose, well, I don't know if I was sitting in a shiny one, I would try hard to not scratch it. If I was sitting in a scratched death one, I don't think I'd care. So just, just saying, yeah, Whitney was a little blink and you missed it. There's not much to speak of. <laughs> There's a, a grocery store, which is pretty tiny. Uh, not a lot of selection of things. There's a, a small LCBO. Yep. There's, there's a post office. Craft place. Yes. There's a tiny, <laughs> tiny post office, a little, a little craft place. I think that was it. Yeah. It was, it was, it was itty bitty. The, at the Opiango Outfitters, there was a chip truck, good chips. I, that was yummy. And we picked up a couple of bags of wood that burned about the same as park wood. So uh, I got <laughs> a little there. bit of sizzle <laughs> to, the, to the wood. And then, uh, and then, yeah, we stopped at, uh, stopped at Huntsville on our way back again for another bite, went to a different place. That was a bit of a thing, a little strange, but, but it was good food when we finally did get it. And then went to the Algonquin Outfitters there, had a wonderful chat with a fellow that used to live in Toronto. Uh, I think he's just a greeter. Like, I honestly don't know what his job was there, but we act about camping and canoeing and stuff. And I, I have a thing about doing that. So it was, it was perfect. Tim found a kindred spirit. <laughs> It was wonderful. So all, all in all, I mean, you, you kind of can't go wrong in Algonquin. There's different, you know, a million years ago, I went to Rock Lake, a wonderful campground, literally no trees. So, so essentially zero privacy between sites other than the size of them, you know, so that you're not, they're not right on top of you. There was way more trees at Pog Lake. Still, you're you're in Algonquin. You're you're camping. There's no moose in the middle of the summer. They don't like the hot weather. Apparently, they're more of a cold weather animal. Yeah, so they're in where they can be in lakes and stuff all the time. And cool off. Yeah. 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 I think I think that's it. That's it. That's it for us for today. Thank you so much for listening. Please do connect with us on all the social media, and you can visit our website at supergoodcamping.com. You can email us at hi h i at supergoodcamping.com, and we'll talk to you again soon. Bye. Bye.